You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie, and we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. Today on the podcast, we are joined once again by our friend Alex Flint. Alex is an ultra runner, and he is the founder of the website Obsess.ca, which is all about distance running. And on today's episode, we are picking his brain when it comes to running during the winter. It's going to be a good episode, so let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Alex and Steph. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How was everybody's weekend? It was great. It's been good. <laughs> yeah. Just been ru- running and napping. I've been running waiting. and napping. I was waiting for yeah. Alex to reply before I replied, and then <laughs> we replied at the same and, time. And I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I realized in retrospect, without the visual, it makes more sense to just call out one person's name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll learn now from now on. But um, mine was not as healthy as Alex's. I didn't run or nap, but it was still a good weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I also ate like half a box of Oreos tonight, so Hey-o. don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that makes for a, a, a more authentic show if we're able to <laughs> to own up to the, the Oreo binges. things that we've done too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stayed yeah. up too late, but hey! Um, but we're super excited to have Alex back on the show. Um, for those of you who've been listening for a while, Alex was on one of our very first episodes, and we talked about... Um, Oh, no, he wasn't. I'm lying. One of our first episodes was about distance running. But um, anyway, we had Alex on um, just to talk about sort of long distance running. He's an ultra marathoner. So we've had so many cool discussions with him. But we wanted to have him back to talk about winter running because that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I'm not even very good at winter walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking to my hockey game today and I have a new hockey bag that I can carry like oh, a backpack. I've seen it. And like my center of gravity is so high up now that it's like really treacherous in the snow. Yeah. But, uh, I'm worried yeah. about you walking around your apartment with that bag on. Laura sent me a Snapchat of it. It's absurd. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, don't go outside. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend running with a bag like that. <laughs> no, I'm like a really tall turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's official expert recommendation. Don't, yeah. Yeah. don't run with That's your hockey belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I'm one of those people that, not that I'm a huge runner in the first place, but I definitely put the running shoes away once there's snow on the ground uh, or once it gets too cold out. So I have a ton of questions for you because I'm sure that whether we have listeners who are runners who are hoping that they can still integrate running outside into their into their training program or people who don't run at all who yeah. uh, who are just like waiting for the spring to do it um, I'm sure that there are a lot of questions that you can help us answer for sure I'd be happy to cool um well like first of all like what's I mean very high level what would be the main differences between running in the winter versus running uh during the other three seasons of the year apart from the obvious weather change (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean the month the months are different uh the temperature is different it's cold (laughs) (laughs) um I mean it all really 
all joking aside, all the differences do come from the weather pretty much. Uh, it's definitely much colder, so you need to dress differently for it, and, and there's some dangers that come along with that. Uh, and it's slippery, and those are really the two things that seem to turn people off of winter running and scare people away from it. Um, we're starting, I'm, I, I run with a group called Tribe Fitness, and they're doing like a training group for a spring race for like newbies completely like for, like straight off the couch training for their first race kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely the big thing is everyone's like, I don't have the clothes for it or I don't, I, I'm, it's too cold out or it's too slippery. So those are the, seem to be the big hurdles for everyone to get over. Yeah. I would so be honest with you and say that scare is the right verb to use. Like for me anyway, it would be like, I don't, I don't know the first thing about doing that. How can I do that? safely you know I'm scared of it so what would you say um I mean right now I live in a climate where technically I have no barriers there's no snow it's not icy but if someone is somewhere where there's real winter how would you say to sort of prepare themselves for the I guess the danger factor that does exist in winter running gear can definitely help having good uh winter gear some good tights good base layers good running jacket all of that stuff can help but really just to get started it's not like you're going to be doing several hours out there anyway so just dress warm and just go out and try it and you'll find once you get warmed up once you get moving a little bit uh it's really not that cold and this slipping i turning corners can be a bit treacherous but i find it actually easier running on the slush and and stuff than walking i think the the form and where your feet are landing when you're running is different from walking it's not so far in front of you uh, and you you tend not to slip as much i i haven't really had any issues with that you still want to be cautious of course but don't let it scare you away and do you do you have special shoes that you wear i mean with the warm factor that's that's good to know that we can kind of just dress up warmly and see how we go. But with the shoes, is there anything that you do personally or are there different shoes that you use in the winter? Because I imagine your feet would get very cold if you're running in slush as well. Yeah, I wear the same. As far as keeping my feet warm, I do the same thing. Um, I have seen people put just duct tape over, the, especially the toe of the shoe, where there's a lot of mesh, just to keep uh, some of the slush from getting in there and the wind. Um, so if you find your feet are getting cold, even something as simple as duct tape will do the job. There are winter running shoes and there are things like cold gaiters that you can get that go over your ankle and cover part of your foot, keep the snow out. But I don't really, I, I'm fine without that generally. Um, once Again, once you get moving, your feet are pounding on the ground, they'll stay warm. And I know that Steph is actually just working up to her real question, (laughs) which is like, I think we've maybe talked about it briefly before, you've mentioned it on your own podcast, but this idea of putting nails in the bottom of your shoes, um, I don't even know how to phrase phrase that as a question other than just like, what is with that? And like, do people do that? Yeah. Yeah, people definitely do that. Just like with bikes and cars, you can get studs in your tires. You can do basically the same thing for running shoes. So there's, you can buy like specially made screws with with, uh, with like studded heads basically that are made for that. That's what I have. Um, but you can also just use sheet metal screws, just like, like the shortest ones you can find. Um, and just put them right in the sole of your shoe and, and that'll help. And you can also buy removable spikes, uh, micro spikes or yak tracks are two yeah, options for that. And they just like strap on over your shoes. But the, the screws, yeah. do you find that affects your, like, does that affect the comfort level of when you're running or does it affect like your gait at all? Like I would imagine 
you're going to be putting them out in a grid so it's going to be evenly distributed. But still, do you ever feel like the screw is pushing into your foot? I mean, I know a lot of runners these days have such thin soles as well. So how yeah. does that work out? Uh, so the, the screws actually just go around the edges of your foot. So just around the edge of your toe, like the top edge around your toe and the, and the edge around your heel. So there's no screws actually like right under your foot. Um, in my finished shoes, I have tried them with the screws and I can feel them. Um, not the, I can't feel it sharp or anything, but I, it just feels like I'm standing on a rock kind of thing. Um, and it worked fine. I didn't have any issues with that, but, um, I, I'm wearing thicker shoes this year and, and I can't feel them at all. It's just, it's just like regular shoes. Got it. So it's more of like a, almost like a mountain climbing boot as opposed to a soccer mm-hmm. cleat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Them. Oh, interesting. Just for some traction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I think this podcast is just going to be like myth busting winter running. <laughs> it's like you're actually fine. You don't need anything special. <laughs> yeah, the screws exactly. are not scary. <laughs> we should try to blow something up this oh, episode. Oh, good. Too, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, does your mileage change at all in the winter? Like, do you do you try to to keep up the same distances as you have in the fall and the summer, or? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people generally try to keep it the same duration of running more mm-hmm. so than the distance. You'll find you're probably going slower in the winter because of the traction. Uh, so so mo- more people will focus on just keeping up the the length of their runs. Um, this year, I'm I'm a bad example because I took the first half of the of the winter off just to relax and and kind of rest a little bit. Uh, so I definitely dropped my mileage and I'm just rebuilding now. I just started training three weeks ago. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of my friends are, are training for spring, early spring races, like around the Bay, uh, 30k race, which is in the end of March. Um, so they've been running all winter training for that. Well, I'd argue that that would make you actually a good example. I mean, like we're definitely advocates of like (laughs) being gentle with yourself and like, if you need to take a season off, like not just running for the sake of running. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last year I had, well, well, I mean, mileage wise is my biggest year ever and a lot of races. So I really just felt like I needed to take a couple months off and recharge a little bit. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Alex had a cool uh, thing. I'm not sure if you set it up, Alex, but I know I found out about it from you, but the 2014 kilometers in 2014. And it was really cool to see the Facebook group the whole year and people checking in with, Oh, I'm like three three quarters of the way done. And yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I, I don't know where the, I, I don't remember where the idea came from, but I started this group just expecting just a few friends to join it, and it ended up being something like 300 people by the, t- by the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, it was really inspiring. Uh, Are you doing that again yeah, for 2015? Um, well, I'm off Facebook, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing the group. Yeah, so I'm not doing the group again, but I always, I, I like to have a bit of a goal in mind for myself. Um, I might go for 2015 miles this year, oh, though. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, though, about the cold. And I guess this question can have sort of two parts. Because um, I know I want to ask you about your warm-up in the wintertime. But also, hand-in-hand, hand, do you feel that the cold itself slows you down more? Like, not just the slush on the road, but when it's cold outside, does that... I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I've had, found a noticeable difference in that. If I'm on drive pavement if it's cold out i can still like it's still the same speed as in the summer maybe even faster because you get overheated in the summer 
Um, you notice yeah. the difference in your lungs, though, like you know, when you're breathing. I haven't though. I, I've, I've heard a lot of people. I, I've heard a lot of people say they have problems with that, mm-hmm. with it burning their lungs. But I, I've never had an issue. So I guess just kind of do whatever is comfortable for yourself. If it hurts, then slow down. But do you mm-hmm. find you do do more of a warm up in the winter time? I don't, but that's probably not good advice. <laughs> I probably I want to say that you should you should definitely still do a warm up and a cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially if if your muscles are cold. Yeah, you always want to you always want to start slow. All right, got it. Do you start like warming up? Yeah. I mean, not you, but <laughs> maybe like the runner, <laughs> the runners that you speak to and stuff. Um, do you find that their warm ups then start indoors? Or uh... I, I I generally do some. Uh, kind of like mobility uh, stretches and, and mobility exercises inside before I start to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the winter you'd want to be careful not to start sweating before you go out though. I could like if when you first get outside, if you're sweating, I could see that being not so good. You might get pretty cold pretty fast. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know from experience. I haven't really experimented with that, but it's probably something to be cautious of. That's, not that's even one of the biggest. Thought of. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the biggest problems, and kind of, it becomes just like a logistical problem of planning your runs and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it really difficult to, to after your run in the winter. You need to get back inside quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So I end up like, like I end up renting cars a lot to go to the trails and stuff here. In the summer, I just walk home or take the take the streetcar home or whatever. But in the winter, I, I want to get warm right away because you'll get the chills pretty quick. Yeah, I can imagine. That's true. But I, like you said, Laura, it's not something I maybe would have thought of um, before. Mm-hmm. So do you do you race in the winter too, Alex? Or like, I, I'm wondering if a lot of the winter races are more like novelty races, like where it's think, like a novelty around the winter? Yeah, I, especially around Toronto. It's pretty hard to have a competitive race in the winter because yeah. the weather is just so unpredictable and the, the road might not even be clear. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of them are just novelty. You see a lot of like Christmas and New Year's races. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of like, like in Ottawa, they have one called the hypothermic half. What? That's a half marathon in February. And like, and it's always part of the challenge is that it's so cold. So I don't think anyone's out there to set records. It's all just about running in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So then winter becomes more of just an extended training period for the spring races. Yeah, I think definitely the spring. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more people running races in the spring, so mm-hmm. most people are just training through the winter. I think. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you find that you you've been mentioning that a lot of your friends are training the whole time? So, do you find that um, in the circles you run in, um, that people don't usually take a hiatus in the winter time? Um. I think it all just depends on their on their goal races. I think I don't know what the experts say or anything like that. From my own experience, I I tend to want to take a couple months off each year. So it depends on when when your goals are and, and how your training schedule is going to fit around them. Uh, but I think really just listen to your body. If you start to feel tired, if you're starting to feel fatigued and and kind of plateauing in your training, and you're not able to really increase distance or speed or anything like that anymore you're starting to get worn out mm-hmm. it's probably time to take a break and that's that's the point I got to in the fall so I decided to take a break and now I feel great and I'm I'm starting back a few steps but I'm 
that I'm going to be able to build even further this year. So. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think I already know the answer to this question, Alex, <laughs> but All right. what are your thoughts on running on treadmills during the winter? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Um, the elephant in the room. I, 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 I just find it boring, personally. Like, I, I don't have like a vendetta against them or anything like that. I just kind of <laughs> find it find it dull. Um, I have used treadmills a few times on the really rough days. Last year, I, I maybe used one, two, or three times. Um, and I've also gone to the track. There's a couple of indoor tracks in Toronto, oh, yeah, that's which is which is kind of a good middle ground between the treadmill and outdoors. Um, so I've used the track a few times, especially for speed workouts where you're doing intervals and things like that. It's it's nice to have a, a a track that's a specific distance, so you, you know, cool. you can so do your workouts. For any of our listeners, um, what what track would you recommend? Does it cost money to go there? Yeah, uh, Monarch Park Stadium is um, is in the East End. It's at like maybe Pape and Danforth or something like that. Um, I think it's nine bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a weird it's a 370 meter track so it's not the regular 400 meter track so it makes it a little bit hard to to do the math and mm-hmm. figure out your distances but, but easier to do laps um, yeah yeah um, and it's it's indoors in the winter and it's a little chilly but it's fine in shorts and, and a t shirt so you can uh, so you can dress light and and it's great for speed workouts and I think the U of T track might be indoors as well. Yes, yeah. U of T does have an indoor track. I used to do their yeah. summer camps when I was little. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I've heard, I haven't been to that one. I've heard it might be in a little bit rougher shape than Monarch Park, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's closer to downtown, so it might be more convenient. Yeah, probably because the summer camp was hosted there. <laughs> there you go. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the I like the idea of a track for me treadmills always feel like it takes so much longer to run the same distance and I don't oh, yeah. I don't know why if it's just the boredom or if it's actually the calibration gets thrown off when you're on a treadmill but I always get bored and then I get annoyed because I'm like looking at my yeah. I'm looking at my thing and it's telling me one thing but then the treadmill's telling me another thing and I just drives me nuts <laughs> yeah. I think I'd rather just bring yeah. it cold um and go outside but yeah. yeah except except for the really rough days where it's like freezing rain or like just kind of just really gross out it's actually really nice running outside it, there's far fewer runners so or people uh outside at all so it's very quiet and relaxing and especially if you're running in trails it's it's amazing like today and yesterday i, I spent both days running in the trails and uh and it was gorgeous i barely saw another person out there and it's great oh, yeah, i really like it beautiful I guess this is a question that I feel like <laughs> you don't really have a problem with this, it seems like, but let's just pretend that you, if you did, um, do you okay. ever have... That's what we do on the podcast, we pretend. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's just all fake. Do you ever have trouble motivating yourself? I mean, I know you said that you took some time off, so maybe you were eager mm-hmm. to get back into it, and you seem like the kind of person who really likes to run. Um, but do you mm-hmm. ever have trouble motivating yourself to go running in the winter time? And that's a good one. If so, yeah. What do you say? Is it just that you remember how beautiful it is on the trail, or what? What is it that you tell yourself? I def I definitely do. There's definitely oh, especially good. Great. Excellent. yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely get demotivated, and some days don't want to. Oh, okay, um, okay. In the winter, especially because it's dark, so like the sun comes up so late and and sets so early. And it's just, it's that much harder to go run out in the dark. Um, 
I mostly just I I mostly just get dressed to run and then just kind of just start just just get out the door and then just I'll tell myself okay you can if you go a kilometer and you still don't want to run then you can turn around and come home or if you go five kilometers and you still don't want to run just go home and by the time I'm out there and warmed up it's fine and I and I feel great and I always am thankful that I did it afterwards yeah Matt Matt Fraser from mm-hmm. Nomi Athlete. I think he had a blog post on something like that like a, a while back. But it was while while I was going through a little bit of a running phase, that was something that I thought of was just yeah. get out there and if after like after a kilometer you don't want to be out there still go back. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, if I know if, if I know I have to run in the morning, um which I do far less often in the winter. Um but if I know I have to just for my schedule, um, I'll put my running clothes out the day before and I'll just wake up and uh, before my brain even really wakes up, I'll just put on the running clothes and then it's just kind of, you just follow through with that and, and go start. Yeah. I read, and you just kind of, before you start making excuses for yourself, you just do it. I read it. a book recently. I forget which one it was, but, or maybe it was an article, but he, he was encouraging habit change and he said, you know, until you get used to it, like sleep in your exercise clothes. And then yeah. just get yeah. up and put on your shoes <laughs> and then yeah. go outside. And he was like, until you get the habit, just do that. And it's actually a good idea. I mean, why not? Like our exercise yeah. clothes are just like pajama. I mean, I sleep in exercise clothes pretty much. So, Yeah. Yeah. And and especially if you have time to plan ahead, plan a run with some friends. It's it's much harder to, to bail on your friends than to bail on your, just on your own. So yeah. Uh, yeah. run with a group or, or run with some friends. That's a good way to do it too. Alex, I had a, a question. I know a couple of minutes ago you mentioned, um, obviously in the winter it gets darker earlier. Um, do yeah. you have anything in terms of like like maybe a headlamp or something yeah. that you personally ha- use I or have... that you know runners use? Yeah, I do have a headlamp that I'll use sometimes, um, especially in the trails after dark. But on the road it's not a bad idea as well. I also have just a ridiculously bright jacket that is like, (laughs) it's very blinding, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wear that pretty much all the time uh, when I'm running, especially in the winter, just because visibility is is down. Even when it's light out, sometimes if it's snowing, your visibility is down and cars aren't always paying attention or aren't always in control in the snow. So so definitely try to be as visible as you can. Mm -hmm. Are you on on the road or are you on the sidewalk? Uh, depends. I mean, it, it, it depends where I, where I'm running The I like to run down Cherry street and down to Cherry beach, um, here in Toronto. And there's a big section of the sidewalk that they don't plow in the winter. So I end up on the road there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like t- today I was on the road there. So, and there's not much traffic, but you still want to be careful. I'm sure you have stories of like crazy drivers. I've actually been pretty lucky. I've yeah. actually been pretty lucky. There's been a couple times that someone, that I've been like crossing at a light and someone's making a left or something like that. And they just don't see me, but I've never like had to jump out of the way for a car or anything like that. I've, I've, I've been pretty lucky. Knock on wood. (laughs) Nobody, nobody's yelled at you. No, no. (laughs) It's probably the the ridiculously bright jacket. That's probably safe. Yeah. Your jacket basically (laughs) just says like, I warned you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Amazing. And, Oh, go ahead, Steph. I was just going to say, um, I think we've covered most of the things, and it sounds like basically you're like, 
Guys, it's not that hard to run in the wintertime. But um, <laughs> why are we doing a whole podcast episode about this? Um, but... <laughs> It, no, I, I, I want to. I don't want to make it sound like, like everyone's a wimp for not doing it. It's definitely more difficult, and there's definitely some some mental kind of barriers to get over to do it. Um, but I think that if you go into it prepared and with a little bit of uh, of planning, it can be really enjoyable, and it can definitely be be worth your while. And it can be safe. It's it's not it's not a dangerous time to run necessarily, unless if you're planned properly. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Alex, what um, do you want to talk about what you're working on right now with um, Good Guys Try or any races that you have coming up next year? Um, I don't really have anything exciting to <laughs> announce in, in there. <laughs> um, I, I, still have, I still have my blog that gets updated once in a while, obsessed.ca. Um, and I, I'll post things there once in a while. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at Alex Flint. Boy, is um, he ever. But I... I <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I was like, boy, is he ever on Twitter? Oh yeah, kidding. I had to actually lock my account because I was getting followed by all these like spam, all these fake Russian spam oh, accounts. Yeah. I, I was getting like I was getting like hundreds a day, so I I blocked them all and had to lock my account. But if anyone from the podcast that hears this podcast follows me, I promise I'll upload it. <laughs> He's so. a very good tweeter. There we go. Hey, Thank you're you. Funny. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> you took a hiatus from Twitter, and I was like, what? why <laughs> yeah well, i've actually I've, yeah. I've stopped a lot like i've slowed down a lot on twitter i used to be like all over it all the time constantly and I, i've kind of tried to slow down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> it's getting out of hand <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today no problem thanks for having me thank you You're so welcome. much alex you answered a lot of our questions and i think probably this week i'm gonna have to be like well darn it now i have to go running Especially since I don't even have yeah. any snow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you definitely have to go run. Awesome. Well, we'll link to all of uh, the places you can find Alex online in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Goodbye. Bye, Alex. Thank you. Thank you.